Hello, welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name's Jason Newland. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Hope you're well. Only listen to this glorious podcast when you can safely close your eyes. And if you're listening to this in the future, which you will be, course but you know I'm talking in the distant future maybe 10-20 years time and you may wonder what's a podcast what's he all about what's he talking about podcasts for and it's just uh, (laughs) how would I explain it Um, because Although it is a podcast, it's not really. It's on a podcast, but these are individual recordings. And they will all be available on my website. They are all available on my website uh, individually. But I think a podcast is just a way to categorise something. So because I do quite a few different types of recordings, um, I categorise... Yeah, it's, it's a way to, for me to categorise what I do. That's not really a very good description, is it? Let me have a look. What is a podcast? A podcast is a an audio show, kind of an audio show, um, which is free for people to listen to. And I suppose the hope with some podcasts is that they can gain money from perhaps advertising or um, promoting a product, you know, sponsorship, you know, like radio shows or television, I suppose, Um, commercial television. And other things would be maybe to sell products. So if I had a book, I could say... Welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. And remember, you can purchase my book, Let Me Boring You to Sleep. Available at all great booksellers online, of course, because they don't exist in real life anymore. So I could, uh, you know, and that might be me in the future. I might be, you know, trying to sell stuff. Oh, Andre's laying out of his bag. His head's his head's out of the bag. I mean, it's connected to his body. His, his head's laying out, and he's on his right side of himself. And he's just—he looks so cute when he's asleep. When he's not trashing a place, he just looks so damn cute. He really is the cutest little thing in the world. Irreplaceable, really is irreplaceable, and I say that because I could get another ferret and it'd probably be just as cute as him, but it wouldn't, but it would, but it wouldn't, but it would, you know, it's kind of it wouldn't, but I fall in love with it, or him or her, of course, and yeah, and also if I got another one. The new one might be a little bit more better behaved. 
because he's a little rascal untrainable completely untrainable and they're supposed to be trainable you know to a degree he's untrainable he refused to do anything that I've asked him to do sometimes he listens sometimes he doesn't you know he'll crouch down on the on the carpet and I say on the paper and he moves over to the paper and does a goes goes to the toilet on the paper which is what he's supposed to do so he does sometimes listen to me he understands but other times he just looks at me and says what are you going to do really I mean what 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 are you going to do or it be what are you going to do eh what are you going to do you can't do nothing that's probably more more the kind of tone of his attitude towards my authority yeah it's uh so what is it today it's uh is it time for me to talk about my stats I think it's I haven't talked about my stats for ages should we we talk about stats (laughs) I had someone send me a text message on my phone uh, telling me that I see if I can read it out I'll read it out to you Uh, okay it said I loved where you took me in your boringly interesting stories of knots, interviews, bills, trips to the vets and garage, Andre rustling about, loved it and it lulled me. Is this the same podcast? All I'm getting is an update on stats most nights. Leave you to it and we'll tune back in when you're over them. So it's from someone, it was an Australian... Uh, phone number but I'm I'm unable to reply because it's an Australian phone number I can't reply to international calls and so what I thought because I actually take on board um, I'm not good with criticism you might have noticed some I'm not but at the same time I do take it on board and I do listen and I thought the first part of that message was lovely and I think that's what you call a shit sandwich something that's kind of you know you've got lovely stuff either side of it and then just that bit of crap that's the horrible stuff uh, I think you're really lovely I really like what you used to do but now what you're doing is rubbish I hope you do the wonderful stuff again so it's kind of and I thought Okay, well, the first part is lovely, so I appreciate that. And I've had, you know, I've had a lovely message today, actually. Um, I'll read that out to you in a little while. And yeah, let me read that out to you now. This is a message that I got on my. Where is it? Oh, no, that's not the one. This is a, a message that was left. It was a, um, a review left on my website. 
Hi, Jason. Okay, right. Uh, the headline is Lifeline of a Podcast, and it's from Lydia. It says, I've always struggled to sleep and find myself staring into the void on a regular basis. I first found these on Spotify, but I'm so happy I migrated to the website where so many more goodies can be found. Ever since listening to the podcasts, I fall asleep so much easier. And even though I still wake up often, I still wake often, I find it much simpler to fall back to dreamland. And I cannot thank Jason enough for these sleep sessions. You are amazing. This is a web review and we could not find an order from Lydia in your order history. Thus, we will not attach the verified but No, that's, that's not that. She didn't write that. That was separate. So, thank you, Lydia. It's very kind of you. And I don't know where Lydia's from, but if... Uh, because all my recordings are available to listen and stream free on my website. So you don't have to download them in order to hear them. Uh, so, you know, but... So it's kind of... Uh, you know, I do get nice messages, and I do... So I can't... It's kind of like, uh, should I be... I can't just only what I can't. My words will come eventually. Um, I've got an impotent mouth. <laughs> the words just aren't coming. Um, I I got. Um, it doesn't kind of feel right to only accept the nice words if I can't at least read the other stuff as well so I'm trying to do that in the past I'll be honest in the past I have uh, maybe had a bad review or someone said something nasty and I've shut everything down I've deleted websites YouTube channels I've done all kinds and um, shut down podcasts all kind, you know but I don't do that anymore because that is self-sabotage and it's also, it's not fair on people that rely on what I do. And so I keep going regardless, but it's still, it's the, because you know, I, I am diagnosed with emotionally unstable personality disorder, so as well as bipolar. So I kind of, it, it's a little bit of a trigger, and I'm laughing as I say it, but, um, now what I try and do is just go to bed and just try and sleep it off put the laptop away and don't delete anything that's what I, that's what I try and do now and it's all about that keeps coming up in my head don't um, sabotage don't, don't self sabotage and so that's what I try and do however <laughs> however however I thought okay I'll, 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 I'll take this practically I'll do a practical evaluation of my recordings and I'm pretty good at scanning stuff like I can scan a page I think it, I think I learned to do it when I was at university I kind of I learned to it's something I think everyone learns when you're in university because you have to do dissertations and essays and 
kind of get get used to scanning stuff. No, it's not so much quick reading. I can just scan a page and see stuff, and I can do that with audio as well. Because I've been editing my recordings for so long, I know how I can just skip through, and it reminds me a little bit of what I've said once I start listening. In the same way as when I was counselling, as soon as I started talking to the person. I recollected what they'd spoken to me about in the previous session, even if it was like a week or two apart. I was just, you know, it kind of triggered it. So what I did is I listened back to the last 15 recordings. And the last two recordings, not yesterday, but the two before that, I did talk about stats. One, I didn't talk about stats the whole time. But one I did pretty much spend the whole recording talking about stats. And then there was about seven where I didn't talk about stats. And then the one there was one I did talk about stats. And then going back, I've probably been talking about stats twice a month. Probably, you know, which is more than what I would used to. Perhaps I used to do it once a month, like a, a little stat update, you know, once a month. So I'm possibly doing it twice a month and as well as mentioning it in other recordings briefly. You know, just mentioning how many um, recordings or how many downloads I'd had the day before. But I don't spend the entire recording talking about it, not in every recording. So I've purposely sat myself in a chair, and I did it yesterday as well, away from the laptop so I can't tell you what stats I've got I can't reach it my arms aren't long enough so uh, if they were I would I would tickle Andre's ears if I had really long arms from here I would tickle his ears and then quickly pull him away when he looked up like what was that what was it daddy daddy long arms and um so I'm going to purposely not talk about stats apart from maybe once a month I don't know it's, I thought it would be boring for people to listen to and you know especially for me hearing numbers and stats is incredibly boring if it doesn't actually concern me so if I was listening to someone else talking about the statistics of their podcast or their website, that would bore the heck out of me because I'd have no interest in it. So I thought it was quite a sort of a win-win situation in the sense of it does interest me, but some of the stuff that I talk about interests me, but I know that it's boring is good so I was hoping to kind of have a win-win situation for everybody so maybe I don't know I can stop talking about the stats if it's if it's upsetting people I've I took all the adverts off the webs off the podcast and um, because some people were complaining about it and that was funding the cost of the free service so that's costing me 
£150 a month which would have been covered by the adverts so yeah I've uh, what am I doing that for I should just put the adverts back on <laughs> well it's like why am I paying no, I shouldn't really have to pay for it should I shouldn't really have to pay for a free service if you, if the people that have the free service don't have to pay why should a person providing a free service have to pay but then I don't have to do anything do I that's the bottom line I do it because I want to so hey I'm back I'm back I'm back sometimes I do just think I'm going to stop doing everything <laughs> I have a little I do have a little tantrum that's it someone's complained someone's been negative to me that's it <laughs> but the fact is 99% of any messages I get are positive 99 uh, to people saying nice things now, I don't think many people would be able to have that percentage so uh, I should just kind of get a perspective because um the amount of people I had another message that I read saying oh yeah it was um, on Facebook let me just read this to you let me read it to you Facebook where's Facebook so I posted uh, something on Facebook uh, and it was I posted saying to realise I can check my stats but I'm not going to or am I <laughs> or am I um, I posted a lovely picture of Andre uh, Andre loves his new bag there's this big picture of him he looks so cute so I posted something yesterday or the day before I post mo so much stuff. I know, where is it? It's got to be somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's um, make a suggestion for a recording, whether it be a topic for the Let Me Boy to Sleep podcast or other. And I've made a, suggest a suggestion page which is on my website. And uh, I've had a few people go on there but nobody's actually left any messages on the actual website yet for that uh, Monica says not really a topic but please don't ever stop doing the let me bore you to sleep I'll never sleep again lol I need it in my life so that was lovely uh, Natalie says how to leave a long term relationship so my reply to that was um, excessive farting may help and Megan I don't remember seeing this. Uh, oh yeah, Megan says, I listen to Let Me Bore You to Sleep most nights, but there's no use me giving you a topic as I'm usually asleep in the, in the first 15 minutes, so I wouldn't hear it anyway. So that's funny. Um, and uh, Kissy has replied to that one saying, same here.
Okay, there's a message from Jody, but I have to reply to that because I didn't see that one there. It's weird. I don't. Sometimes I don't see messages that are posted. I don't know why. I don't know why. So that's nice. I mean, I wasn't. You know, well, I'm, I suppose I was looking for people to just. If you go to the website, there's a suggestion box. Suggestion, not a suggestion box, a suggestion page, which you can click on in the menu. So I was going to say, wow. Ah. No, I just see something on telly, which is... Um, Incredible. Anyway, I'm not going to focus on that. So I took the. Um, so I listened to a few, as I said, of the recordings. I'm like, oh, there's a, there was a couple, you know, recently, but it's not every one. There was a bit of a little exaggeration there. So not every one. Every recording is now about stats. Well, if I was making one recording a week and the last two recordings have been about stats, then yeah, it could be like, hmm, it's a bit much. But I'm pretty much making a recording every day. Last month I made 30 Let Me Bore You To Sleep recordings in 31 days. So, you know, I've made one every day this month so far. And so that's only the third day, but I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's, oh, I like talking about stats. Maybe I need to get a podcast, the Stats Podcast. What do you think? <laughs> you can see how popular that would be. I just want to talk about myself. I want to talk about stats, statistics, yes. But I won't. I won't, I won't, I won't. You can't make me. I haven't made the Deep Sleep Whisper recording for two days. And uh, I'm just amazed at... I don't know why I'm amazed, but I'm amazed at how popular they are when I actually release a recording. They're just really popular. Um... I don't know. It's not that I don't know why. I just it's just, um, yeah, they just the I want to go back the stats now. The stats, the the numbers really go up when I when I um, <laughs> almost like a little kid. You know when you're told you can't talk, you can't do something, or you're told don't laugh. You know, don't laugh at the funeral. Don't laugh during the funeral. I wasn't going to laugh, but now I'm not allowed to laugh. All I want to do is laugh. I had no intention. There's nothing funny here at all, but now I keep thinking I can't laugh, and it's pushing me to want to laugh uncontrollably. I'm a little bit like with the stats. I kind of just want to keep talking about stats. I can't stop saying the word stats, statistics. 
38, 24, 34. I don't know. I wonder what my stats are. I don't know what my chest measurement is. My stomach. The thing is, a stomach isn't really your stomach, is it? Because the stomach is that bit just above your hips. And then there's the hips, which is kind of... It's kind of your bum, isn't it? Just above your bum. Or kind of your bum, kind of-ish. But that bit just below, just above my hips, is a lot smaller than that bit. Well, where my belly belly button is. And there's quite a few inch difference there. Maybe I should start wearing braces. I don't mean for my teeth. Although that might be useful, I don't know. A bit little bit too old for that kind of stuff now. See, in England, I don't think, I think I knew one person during school that had braces. Just didn't, didn't have them. Maybe two. Didn't have braces. It wasn't like a, a, a popular thing. And when people did have them, they were metal. And it's like, oh no, I didn't really fancy it. I mean, I don't think I needed it, but I might have done. It, who knows? It's in if I'd have been born in America, where the dental, the what's the, probably the word way to phrase it, the. <laughs> I don't know, dent, dental care is possibly more focused. Is that a guess what might say? There's more focus on dental care in America than perhaps in England from a, a public perspective. Um, that's what I've heard. That's what I've read. That's what I've heard. I don't mean it's true, but it probably is. It might not be, but it possibly is. And in England, again, I'm generalising, you know, because I have to. Uh, well, I don't have to, but I choose to. And going to the dentist is... I think it's on par with prostate exam. Not something that you kind of choose to have unless it was really necessary. You know, that's kind of, that's the, or like having a, having a scrape, you know, having a cervical scrape. That's kind of the level of dentistry here. Not the level of dentistry, but of the, the level of like, enthusiasm of going to the dentist. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. Mm, yeah, okay. So, dude, I don't like dentists really. I tell you what it is. I had, I don't like things in my mouth. That might sound strange. It might sound like a weird thing, but I don't like things in my mouth. I sound it. I sound angry. Don't like 
things in my mouth. It's very windy outside. And last time, or I don't know if it was last time or the time before, I went to the dentist and he put this plastic thing in my mouth and he wanted to take an x-ray. And literally, I was it was very uncomfortable. And in the end, I had to say, no, that's enough. Because, and I had another, yeah, I don't know if I had it. I think I had a tooth, yeah, I had a tooth removed. Um, I've got, what have I got? I've got two gaps, two teeth removed, two missing teeth in my mouth on the left hand side, the bottom. And no missing teeth on the front, on the top rather, and no missing teeth at the front either. So you can't see them unless I open my mouth up really loud. Really loud? Wide. And I think I had one of those removed. I don't think. I, I definitely had one removed back in 19... Nineteen 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 eighty nine, I think. And then the second one was removed probably about five years ago. Four maybe four years ago. And the lady that removed the second one she couldn't do it. She wasn't physically strong enough. And it's, I don't know if it's because she was a lady, it's just, just the fact that um, she, on this situation, the person doing my teeth, I kind of say the dentist, forget it was a lady, um, she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't do it. She could do like the standard stuff, like putting the injection in and that. But actually, you know, put doing the drilling. I won't go into details because not everybody likes that stuff. And neither do I actually. But she couldn't get it out. She wasn't because she had to physically remove it. So like with tweezers or twi pliers or whatever, twires. She couldn't do it. And she left some of it in the gum. She said, You just have to go to the hospital and have an operation and have it removed. I said, can't you just remove it? She said, no, I've been cutting at your gum for the last half an hour. Now, when I got out of there, she had annihilated my mouth. Absolutely ruined my gum. I mean, I thought it was fucking digging for oil or something. It just absolutely destroyed my mouth. It was pretty... I didn't realise until, you know, the anaesthetic wore off. It was, oh, man. Weeks and weeks before it healed up. And... But there was still a bit of tooth in there. But the gum grew over. Luckily, the tooth wasn't infected. So I'm okay. So it's basically just a bit of tooth that's stuck in there. But I was like... 
what incompetence. You know, surely in that situation you'd call another dentist because the place had three dentists in there. You'd call someone else to come and help you, wouldn't you? I know I would. If I couldn't do something, I'd say I'd got asked for the lady next to me. Because some people are good at what they do, aren't they? And to be fair, if you're a dentist and you can't remove a tooth, then you shouldn't really be a dentist. I kind of... It seems to be like a standard prerequisite, really, doesn't it, to be a dentist, to be able to remove a tooth. It's like if you're taking blood all day, you need to be able to know how to take blood. You know, you need to be able to find a vein. If you can't find a vein, if you trouble, have trouble finding veins, then perhaps you need to sort of find a different job. And I'd be really lucky because I've seen people that are brilliant at stuff. There was this, I'm going to say Chinese, but I think he was Chinese. And it doesn't make any difference what nationality he was. But he was the most talented blood taker of all time. In, as far as I'm concerned, I don't. I reckon if there was an Olympics for taking blood, he would be gold. He would be a gold medalist, seriously. And when I first moved here, I had to have a few blood tests over a period of years, and I always used to go to him. And that's all he did all day long. He was in the hospital, and that's what he did. And there'd be 30, twenty people queuing. And it'd all be seen within minutes. Honestly, it's and it wouldn't just be like a little blood test. It'd be taking maybe five, six vials of, of blood. But it's only one injection, isn't it? One one prick. And he he was so didn't feel a thing. Nothing. He was so good at what he did. And honestly, he was a master, an absolute master. And I, kept, I used to say to him, you are the king. And he used to say, go away, I would people to see. I said, yeah, but you're so greedy, you're so quick. He said, yeah, that's what your wife tells me. I said, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? He said, that's, that's, a, that's what your mum tells me, sorry. Well, they can't really change it to a mum joke after having a wife joke. He said, yeah, no, but I just realised you might not be married. In fact, looking at you, probably not. He spoke fast as well. But he was really, really quick. It's just amazing. I like that. I, li I like it when I occasionally meet someone that's really brilliant at what they do. And I don't think it matters if it's someone's taking blood or some other medical procedure, especially with medical procedures, if they can do it and without any uh, discomfort at all, what a gift to humanity. I mean, that's someone that should be living in a mansion, seriously, 
for me, that's someone that should never have to pay bills, should never have to pay tax, should never have to do anything. He should have everything he wants in life because he is help, he was helping hundreds of people every day through something that can be quite difficult for some people and he was doing it and he was causing no discomfort. You know, that's, that is a hero. Like an un, un, unweather hero. Someone that's not recognised. Although he was recognised probably by everyone that saw him. Absolute legend. Proper. I just realised I think I love him. <laughs> I love him. But he was so good. He was so quick. And the reason I'm saying how great he was is because I used to have a needle phobia when I was younger. And for years and years and years I had it. Ever since I had my first blood test and the the nurse said, oh wait a minute, I have to go and get a cotton bud and a plaster and left me holding the needle in my own arm as she went into another room to get the plaster and uh, some cotton wool. Um, after that I just yeah didn't didn't enjoy the experience for some reason and I could still do it because once I learned hypnosis I knew how to sort of relax myself and stuff but with this bloke you didn't didn't need any any hypnosis no technique no relaxation technique there wasn't even time to relax it was bang done is absolutely amazing I don't know what other people I've met in my life that have been just really really good at what they do like really top notch okay there was Jody um, I mentioned him in his, he was a salesman that I worked twice with well actually I worked twice with a few people um, but he was there was two really, really good salespeople. One was Jody, and when I worked in Churchill, he was the top. No one could really touch him. You know, I, I was second, but there was there was a, a, you know, a bit of a cavity between me and him. You know, it's a bit of a he. I did sometimes get more than him. But he was consistently way ahead of everybody, and I remember I win. I won. Um, there was a competition going on between me, this other friend that I was going to tell you about, and also Jody, about because Jody held the world record, for the record, not world record, the record for the company for the most amount of sales in a week. And then my friend, I forget his name now, I'll remember it in a minute, he got, um, he broke the record. So I think he got like something, Jody had it at like 46, or maybe something like that. My other friend got up to 48 sales in the week, and I think I pushed it to 52 sales in a week. So I broke the record, had the most sales of anyone's ever had in that office anyway. I don't know about the whole company, but 
there was about 250 salespeople, I think, over 200. And I was all like, yeah, I'm the man. Or, of course, uh, I wasn't the only man there, and there were also other humans as well. But, you know, I was like a bit cocky. Well, not cocky, just... I suppose just celebrating, really. Celebrating the success. Thinking, ah, no one's going to touch that. No one's going to go anywhere near that. And I think, not the next week, but the week after, uh, someone said, oh, Jody's broken your record. And I look up at the board, because it was written down the board, he got 76 sales. He didn't just break the record, he, he just hammered it. I got 52 got 76 never got anywhere close to that I never got more than 52 I don't think yeah I don't think I ever ever got more uh, than that record that I'd broken and admittedly he didn't get 76 every week but he he was just better than me that's a simple fact and uh, I was in quite a good position because because I was classed as because I was one of the top salespeople in the place uh, I got given um, I was kind of like a trainer not like an official trainer but they would sit people with me new people or people that were struggling maybe from other teams and they'd sit them next to me so that I could help them to sell more and help them, you know, to sort of what to say and stuff like that. So that was that was quite good, but that also meant that I was able to listen to people's calls. So what I would do is, and I'd be off the phone for a couple of hours, and I'd listen to the calls, maybe of the person that I was training, to see what they were doing wrong, because so I could hear. Um, you know, I could hear them. It's, it's sometimes nice just to hear a whole call without the person being there. But I also used to listen to Jody's calls because I wanted to figure out what he did that I wasn't doing. And the one thing he did is he was upbeat the whole time. So the three things that he did, he was upbeat, positive, friendly the whole time regardless of what the other person said secondly he always asked for the business assumed they wanted it which is what I did as well um, that's that's what the top salespeople do um, if you don't ask you have to ask for the business otherwise you, you always won't be successful it's just it's the way it is in that industry the third thing he did which I couldn't do is he got through the quote really quickly. So he got through more calls um, probably in two days than I would in a whole week. In fact, he might even get through more calls in one day than I would the whole week. Because he'd be on the phone for maybe 10 minutes, seven minutes, and get a sale. I'd be on the phone maybe an hour it's just like now I can talk and talk and talk and talk and I think people I used to wear people down I think they just they just they give up 
Uh, but I just talk to them about anything and just to make them laugh and have a chat and and assume that they were going to buy it and I always asked for the sale and I was successful but nothing and that's why I think it shows that I'm not just bragging because people that brag don't tell you about people who are more successful than themselves and he was and Jody was way he was earning loads more than me I doubled my um, money so I was on £12,000 um, £12,000 basic salary a year this is back 2000 and from September 2001 till the end of 2003 that I was there it's a basic of 12000 and I was getting a bonus of 12000 as well so I doubled my money to get 24000 a year which still is not a huge amount of money um, but when I went back into sales, went back into insurance, I wasn't getting anywhere near that. And that was in 2011, or 2000, no, 2012, 2013 time. So 10 years later, the bonuses were less than they were before doing the same job. I couldn't believe it. And the insurance was more money. Of car insurance is a hell of a lot more than it used to be, and I was getting less less uh, bonus. And and the other one, I can't remember his name. I should remember his name because um, they used to call him Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know why. His name will come to me, but I used to be really good friends with him. But I haven't seen him for a long time. And this Jimmy, he was, he basically had, he was a kid. He wasn't a kid, but he looked like a kid. And he'd been there since he was 16 in the, in the, the office in that company uh, before. And he basically, he was uh, in the mailroom and, you know, admin, posting, Envelopes and stuff like that, and then eventually he asked to get a job in in the sales department. Probably when he was about eighteen, and he did that. And when I met him, he was about nineteen, I think. And he was one of the top people as well. And What he used to make fun of me all the time. He used to really wind me up sometimes. But we got on really well with him. And I was, even though I was only 31, compared to him, I was old because he was like 19. So I was a lot older than him. But, you know, he took me to my first football game, my first football match. Never been to a football stadium in my life at that point. And yeah, we used to go drinking and stuff and uh, now and then but he was we got on really well he moved to Canada but I really liked him um, but anyway his technique was this his way of getting sales wasn't he built no rapport up nothing he didn't try and be he wasn't rude to them he basically was like a little robot 
and he just blurted out the questions one after another, typed in the information into the computer. He said, that's your price. Um, do you want to do that? Okay, get credit card or pay, you know, you're the paid installments. That's it. Thanks, bye. And then he'd just take the next call. Hello, uh, yeah, and he'd just go through it. And he'd, he wouldn't necessarily get more sales than me. Sometimes he would. And sometimes, you know, he'd beat me. But I think average, I'd be ahead of him. Not necessarily by a huge amount, but I would be, it's basically me, him and Jody and a couple of others would be in the top five, like constantly, like every month of the year. And what was really weird about him is he could get through so many calls in a day that his conversion rate from, we had two conversion rates. We used to get together once a month have a little meeting, team meeting, which was boring as anything, and we used to just laugh at it because the team leader was all serious. And there's one thing about it. if you've got a team leader that can't do the job as well as you can, it's hard. It's you know if you've got someone telling you how to do something when you know actually you can do it much better than they ever could. And it showed that we did that. It showed that once when there's. Uh, we had a competition between two team leaders and me. So two different team leaders from two teams, one that went on to be the big boss and my team leader and me. On a Saturday morning, we all had a competition to see who would get the most sales. And I, I got loads more than them. Because they, they couldn't do what I could do. Again, I'm showing off. Like, but what's... What's <laughs> I'm not doing it now, and I'm making no money. So, but what? It's if you're good at something, regardless of whether or not it made me ill. But if you're good at something, I think it's quite. Is it a bad thing to mention it? I mean, is it arrogance? Is it conceit? I don't know. Maybe. But it's also factual. You know, if, uh, what's his name, Federer, if Federer says, you know, I'm the, I'm the best tennis player that's ever lived, not me, but me, but about himself, I'm the best tennis player ever, or I'm the best tennis player of the last 20 years or 30 years. Even non-tennis fans would struggle to argue with that because the stats, or oh, saying the word stats again, the stats add up. He's accomplished more than any other tennis player ever has in history. Like male tennis players, but I think overall, all tennis players, I think he's accomplished more. So, you know, it's, you can't argue with Floyd Mayweather, whether you like him or not. As a boxer, he is unbeaten and he's earned more than any other boxer in history. And he's accomplished more than pretty much any boxer. And being unbeaten. 
and being mega rich. They worked out that not all his money's been earned from boxing. He promotes as well and he does other things. He's got perfume, I think, and um, vodka or something like that that he sells. They worked out that every punch he landed, every punch that he threw and landed during his boxing career earned him £500,000 or $500,000. And he landed a lot of punches. And that's over a like 20 year career or something. Because I think he's about 42 now. And he started when he was a teenager. He was, I think he, didn't he was about 19 when he turned professional. So even if you're not into, I'm not into tennis, but I can appreciate someone being phenomenal just like, uh, see, my day, it was uh, Bjorn Borg was the king of tennis. And then and there was obviously Connors, there was McEnroe came along and knocked Bjorn Borg off his, off his crown, off his throne or whatever. And then other people had come along, but no one's dominated. I mean, Becker, um, there's been a lot of, like, players that have dominated in tennis but no one like Federer you know he's he's just like a, a, a genius a, a genius genius or like a double genius I'm not into I'm not into um, chess but I, I admire people that are just brilliant at it something just about some people being really good I always wanted to be really good at something that's that was kind of one of the things that was missing from my life I wanted I used to look at people and think not look at people because I didn't really meet any people in real life that were particularly good at stuff not like excel some some did I suppose but I'm trying to trying to think of some people that I've met in real life that are really really good it's been comedians that were just phenomenal and a lot of them did go on to be TV stars and stuff like that but some of them were really brilliant and didn't go on to be TV stars they've made a living out of it or maybe they quit and went into writing but they were just brilliant comedians um, I remember once years ago I had um, I did mention this in the past there was a a girl who was friends you know, I was she was she couldn't have been more than about 19, 20. And she was a friend of my friend's girlfriend. And we were all in the comedy club and I met her and I said hello. And I kind of fell for her a little bit. She just blew me away with, you know, just you know, that instant attraction that she didn't have towards me. And I went and saw her sing in a pub 
and I thought, oh, this is going to be. This. I think she, I figured she'd be good, but I had no idea how good she'd be. Absolutely brilliant, phenomenal singer. And then I kind of lost track. I think I, I think I might have asked her out, and she said no. But I blocked it out of my head. I blocked it out of my memory. So I think I did ask her out, and she actually had a big hit with a band I don't know what it was I think it was like a a, you know those uh, musicians that have a singer they have lots of hits but they just have a singer so it's like um, whatever it is featuring a specific singer for this band Basement Jacks featuring Adele, you know, which could happen, I don't know. So that's what she did, and she had a, it was a top 10 hit. I think even, might have even gone to number one, I don't know. But it was a very big hit at the time. How on earth she didn't go on to be a huge star, I don't know, because... For me, she, she she fitted the what I imagine the I know the tick sheet that would be for a television yes, yeah, so a musical act to be successful on television. She sounded amazing. She was beautiful, and she was really nice as well. So anyone working with her would. I imagine enjoy working with her because she was a nice person, very friendly. Well, who knows? I'm not a I'm not a a producer, am I? A music producer, but I did get a little bit of a kick knowing that someone that I'd known had gone on to be have a big hit. So that was cool. Don't know anyone else has had music in charts, do I? No, no, I don't. Other people are really good at what they do. I've never been, I've never met any writers. I mean, that would be quite interesting if I'd have met some writers in the in my life, but I haven't. Um, I haven't met really any hypnotists like kind of doing what I do there's one that I kind of I've got friends with on Facebook called Adini um, but outside of that I don't I mean there, there may be a a collective like a group uh, a hub a community that I'm not aware of they might all get together and chat and stuff but never really had much in the way of contact well I had a few people reach out to me and there's some channels that are doing it in the past have actually said that I inspired them to do it and they're yeah, really successful now but it's I don't know I haven't had this there doesn't seem to be a community of, of that 
there are there are communities of hypnotists but not so much for people that do this or do this kind of stuff I realise this itself isn't hypnosis but the other stuff that maybe I sometimes do that possibly could be construed as hypnoticable <laughs> hypnoticable and uh, oh, Jimmy was funny he would read the script so quickly and so I worked with him and then the next job I had in Cal's call centre he started working there after I'd been there for probably about a year and three months or a year and four months something like that and my job was to mark and mark all the calls to make sure that everyone was doing it properly and it didn't seem like he was even trying he just, just wasn't asking the proper questions he was skimming through the questions so quickly I'd have to keep rewinding to listen to it and he'd miss out about a third of the things that he was supposed to do and in the end he he's, he's what he I just just say look I'd give the calls to someone else because I'd say to him look he's my friend he's crap <laughs> what he's doing he's good sell, he sells but he's really you know I feel under pressure here because I don't every time I mark him down he gets he loses money you know he could lose a few hundred pound a month and that's horrible to have that happen because it's happened to me I know to have you feel like you've been mugged you know so he um, in the end they knew that I was biased I had problems like bias problems you know because he was friends with me and my boss knew that so they would my boss and my colleague would do his call his calls rather than me doing and uh, it just took the pressure off me because I said look if you get sacked because he, he kept saying I'm going to get sacked if I don't pass the call call test thing I said well do it properly then just do your job properly it's, you know it's not, it can't be that difficult really but um, it was difficult for him. Anyway, he we used to go probably every once a month. We'd go to the pizza place, the pizza hut in town. We'd go and have a pizza. I remember once he he, he was standing at my desk waiting for me, and. You know, I was on a call, so I just finished what I was doing. And the other two people with me, my boss and my colleague, they were laughing. I couldn't really figure out why. You're going for lunch, are you? Special occasion, is it? What the fuck? What the, the fup? What the fup, I said. I just say fup a lot. Fup, flup, ship, tip. And uh, I said, what are you on about? And they just laughed, so just went off as usual and uh, went into the pizza hut walked in every table had a flower a rose on it and a candle and like a little red uh, tablecloth 
was Valentine's Day. Could not believe it. Now he found it hilarious because he clearly knew it was Valentine's Day. But I had no idea. I wasn't, you know, didn't really care about stuff like that. And it's like, and we were the, no, we weren't the only two people in there. But we were when we first walked in. And then people were coming in. Couples were coming in and sitting down at the tables. And I don't know, it just didn't quite feel right. I liked him as a friend. <laughs> but it was just, it was something about, you know, my colleagues found it so hilarious that me and him were going for lunch on Valentine's Day. And um, I kind of don't want to be around loved up people at any time. <laughs> you know, it's not something so, well, I don't want to see to, you know, if people are homophobic, or I don't want to see two people of the same sex kissing. I don't want to see anybody kissing, ever. <laughs> it's just, no, I don't want to see it. I just, I've always been like that, though. I don't think it's because I'm an old fuddy duddy. I just, it's just not something I want to see. It's like I don't want to see someone washing their balls in a sink, you know? It's just, just one of those things I just don't want to see. Um, not something that I, I don't I, I'm all for people washing their balls I'm not saying and especially you know if they're if they're playing cricket and their balls got a lot of uh, grass stains <laughs> if the balls have got covered in stains then yeah anyway I'd like to talk more about the stats so I'm going to talk about that for a while now let's see <laughs> oh dear just watching the news I'm going to go now so thank you very much for listening hope you have a lovely sleep and lovely day ahead and I'll speak to you again tomorrow and remember, in the meantime, remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.